Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. House of Horrors, more like House of Borers. Ohio State makes easy work of Purdue in a 41-7 blowout. 40-year vet Tim May was there to see it. Andy Baxter was there to see it. Of course, we're all here in West Lafayette, ross Ain Stadium. Tim, kick us off after Ohio State 41, Purdue 7 in a game that was 20 to nothing at halftime and didn't feel that close yeah. and was 41 to, 41 to 7 the final score and didn't feel that close. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was boring. I thought this was a, a pretty good game to watch. I mean, uh, I know for the Ohio State faithful it was because they, they did get some things going. The thing that stood out to me about this game that, that showed out is number one, just like last year, that running back room, you know, is a mash unit. They end up uh, having to uh, basically, not basically, they ha- ended up having to send Dallin Hayden into the game uh, as their fourth running back this year. Um, and of course, Evan Pryor got some time in there too, some quality time. But uh, I don't know, you're acting like you don't give me mess about that. I don't, I don't know. No, no, I'm not. He's really serious right now. I, no, I'm good. But, uh, but Dallin Hayden kind of saved the day, yeah. much like he did, he did. at Maryland uh, last year. But they're still trying to redshirt him. Uh, and it was luck- luckily, not luckily, in a planned sense, they played him in the opening game this year against Indiana. I'm gonna write about this. And then haven't played him since, but all of a sudden he could play four games and not blow his red shirt. And you saw them, boy, go to the uh, go to the house money on that situation. But the thing also stood out was defensively, yeah, Purdue missed four, missed three field goals. They missed three field goals because they didn't score touchdowns. Yeah. And uh, this defense keeps taking these steps. And Devin Brown playing, I know I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but Devin Brown playing in the red zone, playing in short yardage offense, but playing in the red zone shows that this coaching staff is not sitting pat with what they had and just keep banging their head against the wall. They came up with some new stuff. My main takeaway is the offensive line because that's all we talked about all week. And look, they took a step forward. Again, this is not a great Purdue football team. Not a great Purdue defensive front. They're pretty banged up in general, but hey, the bottom line is they took a step forward for that offensive line. I asked Kyle McCord that. He said, yes, they're knocking people off the line. A lot of it was one-on-one blocking situations and they delivered. He gave him time to sit back there and deliver some throws. I think that's a good sign for this Ohio State team. They needed that going into a week against Penn State that has a great defensive line. So I think that's my big takeaway from today. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because Ohio State takes a big step forward on defense, takes a step forward on the offensive line, and you still feel like there was some meat left on that bone when you talk about Devin Brown fumbling at the one. If he's going to be in the game, and I talked about this uh, in training camp as one of the separating factors in the quarterback battle, he was turning the ball over in training camp according to people we had talked to. Right. Well, that bit them today. And against better teams, that's going to bite them. He cannot fumble the football. But Ryan Day trusted him, put him back in there again to run some offense. 
in the red zone. I think that's a new wrinkle. I'm not going to say it's a good wrinkle just yet because of the fumble, but if it continues to progress, who's to say it's not a good wrinkle? I think that, like you said, Tim, it, it shows some willingness to be flexible. Yeah. Ryan Day talked about uh, going back to some basics in the running game, calling some very basic run plays yep. to get this offensive line some confidence before they dove into the the meat of that running game. Uh, you saw good things from Marvin Harrison Jr., although he had three drops, which is just how does Marvin Harrison Jr. have three drops in one game? It was it was bizarre. Uh, um, actually, it was the same. It was on the same day as an eclipse. That so honor, yeah, exactly. Rarities. <laughs> yeah, rarities are abound today. Um, another rarity, like you said, Dallin Hayden. It was a. I, I didn't mean to call it a boring game, Tim. I just said that Ohio State made it boring as it, as though like. They didn't have to sweat a game at Purdue, You're which is to just find a super. Word that rhymed with words. That's sure. what you were doing. Sure, proof of, proof of it. But the bottom line is, yeah, Dallin Hayden goes. Chip Training gets hit in the head. Uh, you know, it wasn't. I don't think a, any kind of illegal hit or anything like that. No. But he, I, I saw it when it happened. I go, man, that was not a good hit. And he got up and got back to the team. You don't really call it a huddle, more of a muddle, and fell down. Yeah. And uh, and of course, <laughs> right. You know, Ryan Day when I asked him to clarify. You know, it's a head bump, a concussion. In the postgame, he, you know, he said, we don't talk about injuries, although everybody can see what happened. But yeah. at least he's sticking to his story of Ryan Bay is in that regard. But, man, they've got to get – they got three running backs. Uh, Travion Henderson was ruled out before the game started. Um, good chance he wasn't going to play anyway. And then Mike Williams was left at home, I do believe. Um, got, ba- got banged up the previous week on very little duty. So maybe something more is going on with Mayan than we really know about. But uh, that depth of that running back room definitely paid dividends, as Kyle McCord also pointed out, you know, in the post game. Yeah, no updates on those players that are injured. The one we didn't mention is Emeka Buka. We knew he wasn't going to play today. But, hey, how about Xavier Johnson stepping up? I thought the creativity that Ryan Day and this offense used with Xavier Johnson was really good, getting him in motion, moving him from sideline to sideline. I thought distracted this Purdue defense. And then when they gave him the ball, he was great in space. Yeah. You know, along with Dallin Hayden, he also ran for more than 50-plus yards, and he was also a receiving threat for this team. So I think the more that Xavier Johnson's on the field, the more of a weapon he is. It's not yeah. so predictable of how they'll use him, and I think that can really help the offense going forward. In 497 yards total offense, that's a pretty good day anywhere, you know, I mean, in any kind of game. And uh, I never felt like this game was really in doubt because Ohio State took care of business from the start about getting on the scoreboard, getting that fast start they wanted, like you – pointed out it could have been even bigger had it not been for that fumble going in well and on the final drive of the second quarter i don't want to harp on this because it's a story for a different time but ohio state puts a second team or even a couple of third guys on its defensive line for the last purdue drive and at that moment ohio state was up in the yardage 265 to 56 yeah and what does purdue do purdue yep right down the track tim because that second defensive line just wasn't doing it against this purdue offensive line but you know who was that first team ohio state defensive line uh, JT Tuimolo and Jack Sawyer each had a sack and a half of their name. Tyreek Williams had two batted down passes. This team had eight tackles. Yeah, this day. this team had eight tackles for loss, including Katie McDonald's on the final play of the game. Yeah, um, just a tour de force by the Ohio State defensive line. I thought was another step in the right direction. Now, I'll say this: that Purdue team is terrible in the trenches, horrible. And I don't think their defensive line is truly like the worst in the Big Ten. But if you told me their offensive line was, I'd believe you. Ohio State fans, I know this offensive line is not up to Ohio State standard, but if you want an actual bad offensive line, look at what Purdue put out there. 
it was bad. But Ohio State takes advantage of it because that's what good teams do. You see a flaw, you get a flaw. And Ohio State took full advantage of every flaw Purdue has, including Purdue, yeah. including you want to run man-to-man -man for two entire co quarters on Marvin Harrison Jr. and these receivers? Well, you saw what happens when you do that, when you play press man most of the time. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really impressive effort, I thought, from Ohio State across the board today. Of course, there was a couple lapses in the second half. This place was a a snooze fest in the second half crowd-wise so kind of a little bit of leeway there for Ohio State I would say you're gonna get into a lull when you're up 34 to nothing and 34 to 7 but overall I thought it was a good effort Andy. A couple of major points I want to mention Denzel Burke left the game with an injury we don't know the update on that that's a big one yep. he has been so good for this Ohio State team and you know right after those sacks or right before them with JT and Jack Sawyer coming together to team up the sack Hudson Card it was Denzel Burke in this end zone right here, breaking up a pass that prevented that first Purdue touchdown. So that's one thing I want to know. Another thing is the true freshman, Carnell Tate and Brandon Innes, both having a big day. Carnell Tate didn't get in the end zone, although he did have back-to-back -back catches that resulted in 71 total yards. And then Brandon Innes gets in the end zone at the end of the game, 58-yard score, pass from Devin Brown. Pretty good ball, by the way. And uh, I guess oh, yeah. that's the future of this team. Those are the next two wideouts, right? They just come right in. Yeah. And so that's what happens with this team. As soon as someone is out, or they get ahead in a game, you start to see the future. Yeah, and we're sitting out here. I mean, how breezy it is right now, sometimes windy, uh, wherever you want to recall. And the wind was getting increasingly uh, breezier as the day went on. And uh, that ball that uh, Devin Brown threw to Brandon Ennis was, that was, a, that was a pretty ball, nice catch. And he goes into the end zone with both, both hands on the ball because he wasn't gonna lose, he wasn't gonna blow that chance. First catch, and, and he gets a touchdown run. And let's not forget, Kyle McCord's best throw of the day was actually against the wind. Across, down the middle of the field down on an absolute dot yeah. to Carnell Tate. That was a beautiful pass. It was yes. one of the two best passes of the day for Kyle McCord, along with, in my opinion, the first Cade Stover touchdown where he just threaded the needle. He knew where he was going with that football. It was a little risky, but when you're a quarterback with that much confidence, it shows the new confidence that Kyle McCord has in himself. I love that throw. Plus, it was it was a throw that you probably shouldn't make. And I don't think three weeks ago, Kyle McCord would have made that throw. But after those back-to-back -back touchdown passes, in the, first, in the red zone against uh, last week against Maryland, you saw Kyle McCord gain some confidence. Ryan Day said he gained confidence in the red zone. So yep. to see him take one and let it rip in the red zone and find that that little space to get one in there, I think that's huge for him. You talk about the Cade Stover. Yeah, the yeah. first one to Cade Stover yeah. because that's not a ball he would he would probably have thrown three weeks ago. And I think catch. that's a step forward for Kyle McCord. Yeah, great catch on that one too. And uh, and like you're talking about Cardinal Tate, I mean, he put both hands on the ball too after he made that long catch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he knew he was getting caught. I mean, you know, that must have been the emphasis this week with uh, Coach Brian Hartline in the wide receiver room. All security. Uh, especially after, you know, what happened in Miami last week. Uh, but but it was it was cool to watch all of that. And then to kind of zero in on the offensive line a little bit, I thought the line played pretty, pretty well. I wouldn't give them, I don't know if I'd give them an, an A in the well, running a strip game. sack kind of takes it down a notch when you talk about grading the performance. But yeah, yeah, but you still got to hang on to the football. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'd give them a B today. I'd give them a solid B today. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like you just pointed out, they're going against a totally different animal. It is a Nittany Lion. They're going against a totally different animal this coming week. And, uh, you know, you just wonder whether the progress has been made there enough. But bottom line is in a game like next week, you just do whatever it takes to win. Well, and there's a layer of creativity that we had not seen. I'll give Ryan Day an A for today. He was animated. He was agitated. He was irritated. Um, he laid into a few people, and I think that's a new side of Ryan Day. We're seeing a lot more this year. 
than last year. He doesn't have to yell at Lou Holtz to get animated. He can yell at his assistants because that's sometimes good coaches do that. And sometimes that's what good coaches do to get the best out of not just their players, but their assistants. I'd, I'd give him an A in that regard. And then some of the stuff in the running game, some of the counters, some of the the, the pulling and the, the motions that Ohio State did to free up that running game, yep. I think is a very good sign moving forward. You've got to be able to create space in the running game. And Ohio State did that today. A for Ryan Day, I, I would agree with you, Tim, a B for the offensive line. And Andy, just an, an A plus across the board for the defense. I don't have anything wrong really? to say about a this plus? defense. I don't have anything against this defense Well, they today. had three scoring opportunities, four scoring opportunities. They scored on one of them. I mean, I'm talking about Purdue did. But that, they had to get to those field goal opportunities because they were shut out of the end zone. Well, and yeah. that was I mean, huge. I like the way the defense rose up, you know, a couple times when Purdue got down deep, just like Ohio State did the week before against Maryland when – Maryland had that great drive going at the end of the first half, and boom, you know, runs out of time. And uh, they did that a couple, three times today. Ohio State did, so I give them, I give them an A definitely on that effort. And this was a defense. Uh, this was an offense, Andy, against Purdue, or with Purdue. This was an offense against Iowa that had a lot of chances to score and put 14 up on a very, very good Iowa defense. It got seven today against Ohio State. I think that's there's something to be said about that. Well, hey, I don't think this is so much about Purdue not being able to score because, I mean, that's part of it. But this Ohio State defense week after week has done this. They yes. held teams when it matters most. I don't think this is a fluke by any means. I don't think it's just because they're playing Purdue. I think you can see oh, this next that. week against Penn State. Like, they hold when it matters most. And they buckle up, and that's what Jim Knowles wanted this year. He wanted to eliminate the explosives. And, yeah, you're going to make teams drive the full length of the field. Ryan Day said that in his post-game press conference. They're making teams get all the way to the end zone. And Purdue couldn't do that aside from one touchdown. So this Ohio State defense has allowed 58 points in six games. That's fewer than 10 points per game. That is the real deal halfway through the season. Uh, it is starting to rain a little harder. We're going to get out of here from West Lafayette, from Ross Aid Stadium, uh, the former House of Horrors. I guess I will officially dub it the House of Horrors in the second half. A terrible pun on my part. I'm not even going to apologize for it. I loved it. 40-year vet Tim May. He's heading back to Columbus. So is Andy Backstrom and myself, Spencer Holbrook. We will be back in the horseshoe on Monday for the Monday after Ohio State 41, Purdue 7. Until then, all of our coverage can be found at LettermanRoad.com. He's going to have stories. He's going to have stories. I'll have some stuff as well. Matt Parker on the recruiting side. Huge commitment for the Buckeyes today on the recruiting uh, trail. Uh, Blake Woodby commits to Ohio State. Go catch that coverage at LettermanRoad.com. $1 for one month. That's a hell of a deal. We'll talk about pricing after that. For the 40-year vet, for Andy, I'm Spencer. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Somebody get me a towel to dry off my camera, and we'll see you in Columbus on Monday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.